Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Alpers. You know, most of you are dealing with some form of stresses in your home with education. What's going on with the education? Depending on whether you're a child, you have a toddler or a preschooler, elementary, middle, or high schooler, you know, even college. Uh, There's so much stress around the beginning of the school year. Some of you have been back in school for a little bit of time, while others are just getting started. And it reminded me of an interview I did for a local television station here about what do we do with these kids uh, going back and forth? They've already lost a good bit of time with the last 18 months in the school year, depending on if your child was homeschooled or whether you were in a private school, charter school, public school. I mean, there was so much disruption. And so the topic for today's session is going to be a nation of kids at risk. I mean, that's really what we're facing is there's been so much disruption. And I know that's not for all of you, but it is for many. And whether the disruption, whether this back and forth has actually impacted you firsthand or not, your kids are still being impacted, and so is your family. What do I mean by that? Well, it doesn't take you but about one sentence before you could be in a heated dialogue with someone over something, which wasn't the case in February of 2020. It just wasn't the same. You know, now we're scrutinizing what words we use and how we use them. But what, what do we do right now as we're beginning uh, a season of uh, trying to get back to some sense of normalcy, some areas of the country are and aren't? Uh, what is this back and forth going to have? You know, what kind of impact is it going to have on our kids? Well, here's some tips that I want to give you today that will help you, as I did in the interview that recently aired, for parents. So this is for parents that, you know, you're just trying to keep some normal. You're just just trying to keep the educational advancement of your child moving forward. And you're trying to juggle the climate of what's allowed and what's not allowed. What do we teach and what we don't teach? Well, we teach truth, and truth doesn't change, does it? But here's some tips that I want to talk to you about. You know, as this back and forth with schools opening, schools closing, history being rewritten, critical race theory being taught or not taught, disruptive school board meetings, parents speaking out, all of that impacts your kids, again, directly or indirectly. But it's important that no matter what is happening, you create a rhythm and a routine. Because your kids really don't know what to expect unless you, mom and dad, educator, unless you help establish that rhythm and routine. 
There's so many conversations uh, happening right now, and everybody's giving great advice and some not so great advice. Everybody's an expert right now on what you need to do. And that's fine. I want to encourage you to be careful who you're listening to, but we know that God makes the sun rise and the sun set at relatively the same time every day. We know that there's order and routine. You know, the sun doesn't rise on the west on some days and then set on the east on other days. No, it's very consistent. It rises on the east, it sets on the west. That doesn't change. There's some things that are just going to be consistently the same. And as your kids are going back and forth, and as you are trying to navigate the back and forth and all the issues of the day, I want to encourage you, if you want to mitigate, if you want to level things out in your home, keep a rhythm and a routine. Help your kids come to know and really practice and know what to expect day in and day out. You know, the truth is some of your children, they're going to just roll with the ebbs and flows of life. And oftentimes when we have those kind of children, and maybe even it's yourself, uh, we praise them. We think, oh, they're just amazing. You know, they're so adaptable, which is a strengths term. They're flexible. They can just kind of go with the flow. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and those children do make for uh, less drama in the house. And it even if you're that way, it does tend to make the daily ebbs and flows a little less dramatic. But some of your kids, maybe you, uh, boy, the back and forth can really throw them off. The constant change of not knowing what to expect. Will I be going to do this today? Will my classes be canceled? Will they be online? Will they be in person? What are the requirements today? I mean, it's endless. It just, it's, it's endless and it's impacting our kids. And it's not a dramatic statement to say uh, a nation of kids at risk. You know, we're raising the next generation of future leaders. We need those children that can ebb and flow. We need those kids that can just kind of roll with life and seemingly just bounce back from whatever kind of hits them uh, unexpectedly. We also need those children who need, who function better. Their brains are wired in that sequential. They're, they're wired to have this this automatic, first we do this, then we do this, then we do this, the sense of order. Stop for a minute, and I want you to think about your family, the dynamics within your home. If you have more than one child, chances are you're going to have some of your kids that are a little more adaptable and flexible than others. I want you to think about them for a minute. Now I want you to think about the words you use. Why, why am I talking about this? Well, because your words have power. And if you unintentionally praise the child who can ebb and flow, they just kind of go along. If you are praising them for the way God made them, 
the other little ears in your family might hear something that you don't intend, and that is, well, they're just not measuring up. So I want to exhort you right now to be careful, to choose your words wisely. Yes, it's good. It's good to affirm. And I want you to hear that. It's good to affirm those children that do have that ability to not get their feathers ruffled when things change on a moment-by-moment basis. That's good. But it's also not good for the child who struggles because that can really make them feel as if something's wrong with them. In reality, there's nothing wrong with them. They have to learn. It takes them a little longer to learn how to just be more flexible, how to be more adaptable to the changes. You know what? You also have to help that child who just kind of rolls along, just kind of strolls along, nothing really gets to them. You also have to help that child learn the value and the importance of rhythm and routine. They may have a tendency to skip around from thing to thing and takes them, you might think maybe they dawdle. Well, maybe they just, you know, they should have a short attention span. But I will say children do thrive on routine and consistency. You know, the back and forth, it can have an adverse impact on some of your children. And that is especially true if mom and dad are having to work full time. There was a study recently released back a few months ago that just talked about a lot of families are choosing to forego going back to work just because they don't have help. They don't have the school system to rely on or they don't have daycare or, you know, other factors that are, they're just saying, it's not worth it. I can't. Yes, you know, it's hurting our bottom line, our pocketbooks, we can't save, it is getting a little tighter, but they're trying to keep rhythm and routine. They're trying to keep some level of consistency within their lives. I bet you that's you. I hear from so many folks, and even in my own life, you know, I have really uh, been walking through a season of unmatched disruption, just many, many deaths. And I've shared a little bit with you, and I just thank you. Thank you for the way you've loved uh, our family, for the way you've poured out uh, just compassion and understanding and empathy. Thank you. But it got me thinking because there is actually a new diagnosis called pandemic trauma stress experience, PTSE. And I was talking with a friend about this earlier who is just talking about the the trauma that so many families are experiencing. And, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with what I'm seeing as far as a nation of children uh, that are at risk. You know, we can't avoid the triggers in life. We can't avoid everything that might remind us of some trauma. We, we just can't. What do we do with that? That's going to be for a future episode when I talk about just those particular triggers. But you do need to be aware that, that whether or not your home is being disrupted, maybe because you've been homeschooling and you've just kind of kept things going as normal, 
And depending on where you live, obviously, that's a huge one. But you add all those different factors of trying to work, trying to pay the the bills, the rising costs, trying to keep consistent on daily things. So what what should we do? If you're seeing this level of uh, back and forth uh, on many fronts, but specifically the educational front, well, give your children some supplementary work. If you do find your kids or you know, one day they're in, maybe they're doing hybrid schooling, which is uh, they go a couple days and then mom and dad supplements a couple of um, three days. It's okay to provide some supplemental work. Some parents call that busy work. That's fine. Maybe your child needs that extra practice. See, supplementary work can reinforce those concepts that are being taught. You know, the goal is to keep your child moving forward, albeit even if it's at a a, a hurdle's pace, keeping them moving forward and not letting them slide back, not letting them forget some of the lessons that they were learning. Now, we already know that during the summertime, if, if you're not doing any kind of school or supplemental teaching at all during the summer, kids do lose a certain amount of knowledge, which is why they spend a good six to eight weeks. When the school year starts back, the teachers are doing a refresher. They're basically reintroducing the scope and sequence of what the kids should have learned the previous years. The previous year, they, they spend time, it's almost like remedial, but they're just kind of bringing the kids back up to speed because not everybody does, not every family can, and not every student remembers what they learned in, you know, three or four months ago. They forget. They forget some of the how to solve ratios, and, and, and they forget how to do algebraic equations. They forget some of the constructs of writing. Oh, where does that semicolon go? I forgot. What is a semicolon? What's its person? What's its purpose? See, one of the things you can do to supplement your kids' work is remember their ages. So like if you have an elementary student, they really do benefit from hands-on learning. Parents can use math worksheets. You can keep your child moving forward by uh, doing some cooking together, doing some crafts together. Those things... Those developmental lessons, those progressive academic achievements that they have made can quickly come back. And there's a variety of ways to make that happen. Hands-on crafts, supplemental worksheets, talking about things, reading, even going back to some of the textbooks that maybe were used the previous year and, and, and just kind of skimming them, saying, oh, do you remember when we did? doesn't take long. Just just a little bit of time, but your child might need that. I want you to avoid talking negatively about the situation. All this back and forth, all this, well, my child's forgotten all of this, or just the negative language, I want you to be really careful. Avoid, avoid talking negatively about what's happening in front of your kids. No, does that mean you're to keep them in the dark? No, but some of your children are very sensitive to what's happening. And it can it can truly have an adverse impact on them. And I think you'll know which child you can say what to. Consider their age. Consider their maturity level. <laughs> also, 
consider their interest level. I, I'll tell you right now, all of my children are adults, as you as you know. And when my stepdad passed, it was very horrific. I, I just there's no other way to describe it. It was very traumatic and very horrific. Some of my children want to talk about it. Some don't. Does that mean they want to pretend it didn't happen? No. It just means they process what's happening around in their life and around the world. It just means they have to process it in their own way. So all of this back and forth, some of your kids may come in and say, Mom, I hate, I hate what's happening. I want to go to school today. Or, Mom, I, I just can't remember what, I, what we learned. That was forever ago. And some kids, you're just humming along. I want you to be sensitive to the friends that you have, to their friends that might not have had that consistency that perhaps you've been able to provide because you've been intentional about it, or perhaps you've lived in an area where there hasn't been a lot of disruption, but, but perhaps the cousins have, or perhaps uh, your, your friends have, other classmates, other folks in the homeschool co-op. Uh, a lot of you are transitioning, millions actually are transitioning from the school system to the home education system, and you're a bit overwhelmed. You're not even quite sure what what did they learn last year. Avoid talking negatively. Focus on what is good and right. Focus on what you're going to accomplish this year. Focus on how you're going to order and structure your day. It's important, mom and dad, for you to understand that your children learn from repetition. Why do we cover American history? Or why do children cover American history four separate times throughout their education? You have you have elementary school. When they're in elementary, they learn about American history, albeit it's on a very rudimentary level. But they're learning about presidents and the a loose form of the government structure and and what is happening. They learn their state history in the elementary years. And then they're doing American history again in middle school. And then they're doing American history again in high school and American government. If you're in the U.S., and I know, I know, there's thousands of you that are listening from around the world. Your school system still has a structure. They have a scope and sequence. They're teaching culture. They're teaching the values of your country, even the laws and the order of your country. But you need to understand that children learn by repetition. So repeat. It's okay to repeat yourself. Some of your kids will be like, I know, Mom, you've already told me. Just smile and say, oh, you're right. You know, sometimes I just want to remind you. You know, don't, don't think that I don't think you remember. I just know that it's important sometimes to reinforce certain things. Just think about short incremental building on weekly lessons. Is it necessary, you know, to stand over your kid's shoulder to make sure that they are staying on track if they're doing some form of online learning? Let's reframe this, shall we? Let's not view it. I write about this in Parenting Beyond the Rules, the hovering, the helicopter, the lawnmower. I mean, there's so many other additional types of parenting now that have arisen since the 2020 pandemic began, but... 
I want to reframe that. Let's let's change that mindset. Instead of viewing it as hovering over your children, could we just stop that and view it as we're just we're coming alongside our kids to help them make academic progress. We're not standing over them in a negative way. We're standing with them. We're standing beside them. And and the thought of standing over them isn't really the right phrase to use. Our kids need to know we're aware of what they're going through, what they're experiencing, and they need to know that we know where they're struggling. See, mom and dad, you've got to set the expectations that you have for your child during the online classes. Go ahead and set those expectations of excellence. Notice I didn't say straight A's. You're expecting your children to work and achieve excellence. Their ability is going to be different from other kids in your family. Your math and science kids will excel. So set a high expectation that they excel in those areas that God has given them unique gifts, strengths, and talents. Your, your, others, your other children may be your writers, your English. They just, they love writing and reading. Okay, set a standard of excellence up the level of books that they need to read or the writing that they need to do or the storytelling that they need to do. Make it fit the ability of your child. See, where I live, education is all about working at a level that's commensurate with your ability. It's the realization that everybody has a different ability because they have different gifts, strengths, and talents to accomplish and learn. Some struggle more with learning than others for uh, reading processing issues, or they struggle with learning uh, for various reasons. Some don't. So set your expectations, but I want you to make sure they're realistic. They fit the child. And then, you know what? Inspect the work. Just look it over. There's, a, there's an old saying, children do what you inspect, not what you expect. <laughs> I found that to be true. As the kids got older, when they were little, not as much as they got older, yeah, a little bit of looking over their work. You know what that helped? That helped me discern when they started having struggles with certain subjects. Just looking it over, asking them questions. If you're an online educator, and I know many of you teach online classes now, you want your children to succeed, but you also know that there's a little bit more demand on you. I I know it's hard. I know this is hard for online educators. I know it's harder for moms, and and in general, the support system may or may not be there for you. But I want you to know that it's not unusual or abnormal if children are needing a little bit more affirmation from you, if they need a little bit more help hand-holding, talking through, helping them learn how to think. See, education isn't about learning facts. I mean, that, that does happen, right? Because you have to build on that knowledge. Developmentally, everything is, is taught in a way that you build upon one subject at a time. So you learn this, and then you move forward to the next. Developmental milestone. Well, you can, it's hard to move forward if, you, if your child or if the child hasn't actually 
achieve that level of mastery, that's okay. Just pause, let, let up. Sometimes it's okay to move forward a little bit and then come back and revisit it. You know, your kids need your feedback. They certainly need positive feedback. They also need to know that you are aware where they're struggling. <laughs> they need to be praised and they need to be corrected. They go in tandem. But see, the key and why our kids are at risk is because your kids are caught in the middle of all of this. And as much as you are caught in the middle of all of this, you have adult processing reasoning skills that your kids just don't have. Now, true, our kids are very resilient. And I talk about this in one of my episodes. Uh, kids are very resilient. But mom and dad, you need to remember to see through their lens. You, you need to remember how they're thinking, feeling, behaving, and how they're processing the world around them. That's going to be key. Right now, your children are just caught in this back and forth. And frankly, a lot of them don't know what to do. Some of it, it just seems straight up normal to them, but not for most. Most are not oblivious to what is happening. Most are very, very aware. So my encouragement is to pay attention to how your kids are responding. And some parents have asked me, so Connie, how do we, with all this back and forth and, you know, frankly, my kid just wants to quit. They've had enough. Okay, so how do we incentivize our children? Well, be positive about their day. Kids need reassurance that you're going to help them stay on track, <laughs> that they're not having to do this solo, that they're not having to try and figure it all out by themselves. I mean, learning new things for some children is not easy. They're not just going to hop on your computer and YouTube a tutorial. They're not going to call their online teacher. They're not going to they're not going to go to you and say, Mom, I'm really struggling with this. Maybe they're embarrassed to say, you know, embarrassed that you might say, we already covered this. I want you to be positive about their day. And just remember, some of your kids need a little extra reassurance that you're going to help them stay on track. And, you know, children feed off their surrounding environment. So what's the environment that you're creating? What's, remember I did that episode, go back and, and check that out when I talk about the thermostat and the temperature. So you have to gauge what's going on, the environment, the climate in your home, the climate that they're doing their online courses with. What is that climate? Pay attention to that. Tell them the plans the night before. Talk about it at the dinner table or maybe when you're putting them to bed at night. This is so important. Remember what I said when I began. Children need a rhythm and routine. They need to know what to expect. I have found that the more we can tell them ahead of time what's happening, the less resistance we get, especially for the children who don't do well with changes. They struggle with change. So if you tell them the night before, hey, you know, tomorrow morning, we're going to get up, we're going to get dressed, we're going to make our bed, clean our room, we're going to have breakfast. Even tell them if you know what you're going to have for breakfast. Yeah, we're going to have waffles tomorrow. We're going to have cereal or fruit. 
Uh, tomorrow's a bagel morning. And then we're going to clean up the kitchen and start doing whatever schoolwork, whatever, whatever it is you need to do on that day, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Could be yard work, it could be errands, it could be vacation. Tell them ahead of time what's going to come, and as much as possible. Just matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. Just like the sun rises in the morning and the sun sets in the evening. Then, when they wake up in the morning and you're having breakfast, or you're having just some time, maybe it's some family read-aloud time, I want you to talk about the day. Remind them what the plans are for the day. Oh, we've got some doctor's appointments. Uh, Mom's got to run some errands. We're going to get our schoolwork done first thing. The first thing we're going to do is math so we can knock that out. And then, this is key, tell them something that's fun that's going to happen when we finish all that we have to do in that day. You know, for you, it may be, then we're going to take a nap. Mom's going to sit down and rest. I don't know exactly what it's going to be for you. But really work to have some routines. Wake up, eat breakfast, get dressed. Your nighttime routine, have dinner, read aloud, spend time together, play a game together, play outside together, come in, take a shower, read a little bit, say prayers, practice memory verses, what, whatever your family does. Try to keep that routine as consistent as possible. And if you're one who has a hard time with consistency, that's a great way to help you is by telling your kids. Because then they'll be like, Mom, you said we're doing this. It really does help. Give them a reason to follow your instructions. Again, we're a team. As I talk about in Parenting Beyond the Rules, we're a team. We're doing this together. The good, the bad, the hard, the different, the difficult. But you know what? We're going to do this together. And as much as possible. And find ways to give your kids rewards. Every day. Something simple. Some of your kids, it could be some little gift. It could be a a special snack or treat. It could be a special walk with maybe one child and just you. Or maybe it could be special time where one child gets to stay up a little later and hang out with mom and dad or maybe even a friend. Find ways to give them some rewards. We all love that, don't we? You know, there, there is a sense of, After a hard day's work, after working in the yard for hours, there's this sense of the the yard looks pretty or that pretty, you know, the the yard looks nicely manicured or your house is in order or the refrigerator is full if you went to the grocery store or you just get some maybe time to yourself. All of us enjoy rewards and so do your kids. So... These are some ways to help you help your children so that they don't get behind and that they don't become some of the at-risk because the season of disruption has hit so hard for so many. And ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom and discernment. 
and give you a peek and an insight into what's going on in the stirrings of your child's heart. This does prove to be beneficial in building your relationship, in reducing stress and conflict and maybe even some squabbles, maybe even minimizing some of the grumpiness that might happen when you throw something new at a child. These are extraordinary times, and they call for extraordinary measures. But thankfully, we have an extraordinary God who supplies exactly what we need, you and your children, so that they can navigate the season, so that they can handle the back and forth, the ups and downs, the twists and turn, without getting behind, without, without being succumbed to all of it. So I hope this was a blessing today as we talk about what you can do to help your children uh, not be at risk and to navigate the back and forth. I'd love to hear your comments, how some of this has, has helped you. You know what I also would love? I'd love to hear some ideas. What are you doing that's working? And, and we'll share that. I'll share that over on the social media platforms. Uh, because you know what? We need to lock arms and help one another. So I appreciate you joining me for this episode of Quip to Be. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. Uh, we are finding that everything's changing, right? Communication is changing, but I I know that God has been blessing the Equip to Be show. We're getting great feedback, but I do want you to kind of help us out. I need you to help us out. If God wants us to stay on the air and continue to pour into you and to be able to be a help and a hope and to help you be equipped for the seasons that God has called you to that are very unique right now, then this is one way you can help us. So check us out on social media and share it with a friend. And I'd love for you to leave a review. So that wraps up this edition of Equip to Be. And I'm so glad you joined us. Until next week, have a great week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equip to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.